<laughs> Good Wednesday morning. It is Wednesday morning here. You will hopefully be listening to this Wednesday evening, or if you've caught us a bit later on in the week, a little later on. Um, I just recorded 30 minutes of pure and adulterated passion. Honestly, I was trying to be, be you know, really in-depth and inspiring. And the card was full on the recording machine for the sound. So I hit record and it I didn't notice it said card full. And so basically it's just me miming for 30 minutes on the camera. Awesome. Awesome. What a great, what a great kick in the nuts. <laughs> but why are you getting this episode midweek instead of the usual Monday upload? Well, we recorded our episode on uh, Friday last week as per normal to have for you guys. Um, we had the intended to have uh, Tyler Vate on from WWE. There were a few cross wires that occurred though. So the recording that we we did um, crossed a couple of guidelines that WWE has to stand by. And obviously the nature of podcasts is quite free and it, you know, it tangents off on subjects and, and goes, it just goes where it goes. When you've got three blokes talking and chatting, it goes where it goes. And um, just a little bit of a mishmash, basically they weren't, they weren't happy with some of the, the topic structure. And so as a result, we don't want to upset anybody. We certainly don't want to make, you know, Mr. Tyler Bate have any any uh, problems on his end. So we will not be showing that episode due to that because we don't want we don't want to cause any waves. We don't want to we definitely we don't want any negativity to come from this show ever. So as a result, what we'll do is hopefully we'll get Tyler on again with uh, more of a, a structured setup for the episode to make sure that we stay within the realms of where we're allowed so that you guys can still meet him as a human because he is a very interesting human being. And I, I do think it would be great for uh, for you guys just to hear his perspective. Obviously, a wrestling career is quite quite a unique, a unique, uh, what's the word, career choice. Um, so as a result, I thought I'd hop on here. It is Wednesday morning. I'm here with my uh, my morning coffee. I'm just going to have a little sip. Mm. Raw cane sugar, black espresso, with just a little bit of double cream or cream alternative. I mean, just like a teaspoon. Ooh, well, that would get you. That will get you tingling in the morning in a good way, in all, in all the good ways. But as a result of what's happened, I thought nip on, nip on here. You can see I'm alone. Lou's not here. He will be back. Here. He will be here this week to record next week's as per normal. You'll have Lou back. But from every bad thing that happens. There's always good that can come from it. And I want to really, I want to focus on this a little bit because I had a little interaction in the gym as well yesterday that really helped set my mind in. And I want to talk about that a little bit and a little bit about the the gym or just training in general or, or being kind of more active or even, and it can relate to, to new work or, or work itself as well. I'm going to cover that a little bit on a mental side and physical side. I want to cover just a couple of things that I think we can all just tweak to make massive difference to how we feel on a daily basis and how successful we can be on a daily basis. Let me just check it is definitely recording this time. It's definitely recording this time. Thank God. <laughs> um, so first off, let me just say, uh, for every bad thing that can seemingly occur, if you focus on only the bad thing that happened and don't look at why it happened and what you could do to better it in the future, then you're going to get stuck in that negative feeling of the bad thing. And it's going to hold you there. You know why? Because it takes no energy to be stuck in the negative feeling. It takes no energy to look at what went wrong and only look at that. Because it happened. Super, it's already happened. No energy to keep looking at it, staring at it, or worrying about it. Now, to actively look at it, break it down, dissect it, and 
think, okay, how can I improve on that? What's going to come of it? What do we do now? What do we do now? So because we couldn't air that episode, I'm now here on my own doing this one. You think, oh, that could be bad. Fuck, I've got to do more work. I've got to do that. Jesus, I just put it on for 30 minutes and talked and that didn't even bloody work. Ugh, could get mad at that. Nope, not mad. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. You know why? Because I did my meditation this morning. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the day that I'm here, you know, is here. I'm grateful I have the opportunity to speak to you people. I'm grateful for the fact that I have the ability to do what I do. And it's not always going to go exactly how it's planned. But as a result of it not going as planned, Lou and I have now come up with a cool little extra solution for things. Because now that I've had to get up and do this in the morning, Lou and I discussed and thought, wouldn't it be cool if after we do the main podcast episode every week, the morning after we recorded it, we get up and just get a coffee, still in our PJs, and jump on and just do a little 10, 20 minute subject matter crew cast short that you guys can then have midweek, like you're going to get this one midweek. So from failing on, on one episode of normality, normality, that's the wrong way. So from failing from doing the one normal episode we do each week, you guys are going to actually now get more content from us as a result. So we're doubling down. We're taking that error point, we're just flicking it in the nuts, and we're sending it on its way. And we're going to bring back, double up, two crewcast episodes for your week. One full length and one short. And the short one is going to be a singular subject matter that we can, we're can we just going to focus on. So it's not going to be our usual tangented, have, you know, whiskeys and stuff like that. It's going to be black coffee in the morning, sat down. Here's a subject matter and you guys can pick it each week. Or if there's something really important we feel need to talk about, obviously, that we think we can help you guys, we'll, we'll do that as well. But we're always going to put it out there for you guys to pick a subject matter. So it'll be a singular topic and we'll just smash it out 10 to, 10 to let's say 10 to 15, 10 to 20 minutes. You know how we are. <laughs> But in that same vein, in that same thought of that positivity and that mindset, I want to discuss just something. And this is all come about because of a conversation I had last night in the gym. Now, I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. They might not be the reason you want, but they, they happen for a reason. So last night I was, yesterday, I was meant to get to the gym early. But then obviously we had the kerfuffle with, with this episode. And I was trying to sort that out and trying to find a feasible way of, of making it be available to you guys. But there just w wasn't the solution to that. Um, and as a result, I ended up getting to the gym in the evening rather than the morning, which I was annoyed at already because I wanted to start getting my routine in, you know, to be better. I wanted to start bettering myself this week by getting to the gym early, getting it done and having that energy through the day then and also having that, that, that successful feeling of accomplishment early on that I could then carry through on my day. So already, you know, is it was, uh, oh, fuck, I failed at doing that. But, and, and I failed at doing that because we, we failed at getting this other thing out. And so I was in this, you know, bit of a negative feeling. And then I got to the gym and I completed my first exercise. I went around the corner and there were a couple of, couple of people there who I hadn't seen for a while, hadn't seen in the gym. Um, I talked to them previously. Lovely, lovely guys, lovely a girl and a guy who you, uh, well, I'll get on to in a second. And we just started chatting and, you know, usual nice things, checking everything was all right. A few, few little chits and chats because the, the girl had been injured recently and I was, obviously I've blown, popped my bicep off. Um, and so discussing, discussing things with her about, you know, what might help her to feel better because she would say she was feeling a bit crap about things because she, she was back in the gym now. It's quite a serious injury she had and um, it just, things weren't the same and she was frustrated. And, you know, I could share that, I could share that feeling, but... I shared with her all the positives that I'd found for my recovery and what could help her and 
but she wasn't doing any of these things. So this is great because she can go and do this and, and hopefully she'll see something better from it. So already I feel like, you know, okay, cool. So maybe I was supposed to come here late to 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 be able to talk to her about this and, and help improve her. And that's great because I'm improving somebody else's time. You know, but that's still, at the time I didn't think about this, but that's me imparting again. And I do that a lot and I'm really happy. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of, of helping other people and seeing that help that I offer take effect it's really satisfying it really is but i'm still in this kind of negative loop so but i took a bit of positivity from that well that was cool you know maybe i was here for that but the universe had a little bit more plan because the guy so that they're uh, they're they're a couple so the guy after my session i was finished um oh, he he's a sports therapist and um obviously i had a couple of chats when i would finish session but I, well mid-session when we we're talking to her, I talked about obviously my arm injury. I was asking how that that had, that was going on, and you know, obviously explained everything about how I'd used the BPC on things and things like that. And he was like, "That's interesting." So we got talking on kind of that front, you know, the biological front, and talking about it. And we we connected on talking about the the, the physiology and everything behind that healing, just in between um, training. So it was you know it was shorter conversations, but still there was that little connection there. And then at the end of my session. I walked over just to, just to, to show him because when I train, where the scar tissue is on my arm, I have a scar running from kind of two-thirds of the way up my forearm. It comes up towards my elbow joint, and then it curves around towards the inner side of the elbow and then goes up into the bicep. So it comes along the inner side of the bicep. And all of it is healed pretty much other than this one spot. Oh, it is healed, but I um, accidentally was watching a movie. And obviously, if you've been following my recovery, you know that I... I've been uh, very proactive in my recovery and I'm, I'm kind of like 10, 10 plus weeks ahead of schedule. Like I was back training in the gym, lifting resistant weights within six weeks, which just shouldn't have been feasible. I think I was in actually on my fifth week, I was starting to do it and that I shouldn't have been allowed. But uh, so much so that the doc now wants to use me as a, a case study, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But as a result of me being proactive, one of my things was to massage the scar tissue a lot to keep it, to help break it down and stop it tightening up because obviously it was quite an aggressive operation. The scars probably, I'd say a good, well, if you were to measure that, it's probably six or seven inch scar in its entirety. Obviously, it's a bit a bit uh, meandering, so it doesn't go from you know, as the crow flies. But yeah, uh, I wanted to make sure that none of that would impinge my movement or cause me pain, which scar tissue can do. So I was constantly trying to, you know, just massage it gently when it first started. But as it started to heal, I got a bit more, a bit more aggressive with it. And I used to use a massage gun on my forearm quite a lot to stop that seizing up as well from being in the cast and being in the brace. And I was watching a movie and I accidentally was massaging my forearm and I left it over the scar tissue on this lower part of my arm for a little bit too long and um, because the skin's so fresh where it knitted together I basically blistered it because of the friction from the, the gun going over it and I was because I must have sat there and just held it for like a good few minutes not paying attention uh, and because I have like limited nervous my, my nerves around where the scar tissue is that they're kind they're coming back now but they were quite dead so I couldn't really feel any pain there and I, and I blistered the scar tissue which made uh, the scar open up not anything bad but a few layers deep it opened up like a blister would if you were to to peel a blister or if that's what it was so it's taken forever to knit back over to, to heal that stupid blister that I made so there's this one part of the scar that is still quite purple and bulgy in comparison to everything else which is now healed quite nicely and I have um my my body does a thing called hyperscarring which is where it overly scars so it gets quite thick and uh, elevated but then over time what it does is then retract and come back and get smaller so that one part is still kind of hyperscarred and stands out and so I'd walked over just to show him how 
you could still see my it goes really purple under that area where I messed it up. And I went over to show him like how crazy it was that after training, how much blood pooled underneath this scar tissue. And uh, he's like, and, and then that then led because I'd finished my training then, and and I think uh, he was he was just happy to talk. And so we began to to just carry on the conversation, and it was just an organic thing that carried on. And this is all because I walked over to him. I could have just left, but I took a moment to walk back over just to just for that you know moment of connection again on something that we we, we would both be interested in, and that led to then a further conversation of other things that we're also interested in that weren't anything to do with with this scar or injury that I'd had. And just to stop that, pause that story there, the gym is a place where you take a shit ton of like-minded people and dump them all under one roof. Yet, seemingly less and less of us take advantage of that fact that we are crammed into a pretty small environment with hopefully very similar like-minded people that we could connect with probably very easily. Now, I'm not saying you're going to connect with every person in the gym. Absolutely, you won't. There'll be people in there that, that annoy you, if anything. Um, but how much you let them annoy you is, is down to you, you know? So you can focus on the annoying people or you can look around and see, hell, this is a potential for me to connect with a ton of new people I would otherwise maybe never meet. And this was one of those those moments. Um, and one of the biggest things I've seen in the gym at the moment, and I will get back to the, the other story in a second. I'm, I'm not tangenting and forgetting. I'm tangenting deliberately here. Is when I look at, when I'm doing a set, I'm focused. I'm in that with my music on. My, my focus in that moment is me and the weight. How am I feeling it? How am I working? And I'm trying to channel energy to get as many reps as I can in the best way that I can. And that is all I focus on. It's a pure, beautiful detachment from anything else that can be going on in your life. That's the wonder of the gym. That's one of its benefits. It's not just about changing the way you look. It's about that detachment and that mental freedom. The gym is a huge mental health booster if you let it be and allow that focus. But people aren't doing that anymore. You know why? Because they got these things. Mobile goddamn phones. The amount of times I've had a hard set and I dump that weight down and I'm gathering myself after the set because, you know, we need to recenter and get ready for the next set. And I look up and there's a just a flow. Everyone around me has got their face in a goddamn phone. And you might be saying, no, oh, Lex, people track stuff on apps. Yeah, I know they do. These motherfuckers aren't, though, because I can see them scrolling through freaking Instagram or left, right swiping on bloody Tinder. What the hell are you doing? You have this opportunity. You've got this gift of a healthy body, the ability to get to a gym and train, and you're in here stuck on your mobile phone with your face in a phone, absolutely not detaching. If anything, driving yourself deeper into that hole. Take that one hour, that 45 minutes or that hour or the two hours that you have to be in the gym. If you've got two hours, why aren't you lucky to be able to have that? What a freedom. And Take that time to absolutely detach and focus on nothing but your breathing, your body, the feelings, your focus, your energy. Because you've got the rest of the day that's going to come and attack you. And in that moment in the gym, you are free to feel how you want to be and focus how you want to focus and be the best that you can be in that moment. So that you can leave ready to fucking attack the world outside. 
in a positive way. If you're in the gym in between sets, I mean, I see this thing where you, Jesus Christ, you'll see people doing their set. Usually, you know, they get to a number and stop because you bro, got to the magic number, definitely built some muscle in that set. Nuh-uh, bro, didn't count. Nope, nope. I watched set. Stuck shit, mate. Shit. No energy, no passion, no focus, no drive. A little bit of pain starts, set stops. What the hell? What is happening to us? If you're not putting that last rep down and having to take a moment to gather yourself afterwards, set didn't count. And I'm not saying you have to go to total, absolute, stupid failure. I'm talking about technical failure where you focus and squeeze, you focus and drive, and you get that last rep, and it's a struggle. But it's a good technical struggle, and you fucking successfully power through it. You put it down, but it took most of your energy to goddamn do it. You need to recover so that you can regenerate that energy for the next set. If that's not how you feel after every set, because it needs to be every set, then they don't count. And you're not going to see progression. And this this tick that people have, where the, the weight goes down, they put down the stack, that bar goes down, and the moment the hand releases the bar or whatever they're holding on to, the hand goes from the bar and it goes straight immediately to the pocket and pulls out the phone. What the heck? If you got the focus to go straight to your pocket and your mobile phone, your focus is in the wrong goddamn place. You should be having to recenter yourself. You should be contemplating the set that just happened and be like, I felt good or mm, that didn't feel great. What am I doing? What do I need to do? That should be your first focus. Not a goddamn mobile phone. Even if you're logging your stuff on an app on your phone, you should still need that moment to be like, take a moment. Think about what it happened. Was it good? Did it feel good? Could I have done more? These are all the things that you should be thinking. And this is the things that will cro- these are the things that will cross over into the everyday life, into everything else that you do. And if you're not creating these moments in the utter freedom you have when you're in the gym, in those moments when you're in complete control, it's how you how are you going to do that in the real world when you're not under control of everything around you, when it's when it, things can spiral? Take this time to become stronger and become better. Focus. Put your fuck take every moment because. It's a fucking gift to be able to get into that gym and train. You are healthy and able to do it. And then you see people, I saw a guy in there the other day with one leg getting out of a fucking wheelchair to do his sets to then get back down into that wheelchair. And you're telling me you can't not be on your fucking phone for an hour? Come on, bro. That coffee's obviously kicked in. What it seems to be is the fact that the training has become subsidiary to the mobile phone. The mobile phone is the focus. People keep going to the phone. And the gym is, or not only the gym, your training, your exercise time, that time where it's you against you or you against the challenge that you've put forward. In those times, the focus needs to be on you, on the moment. You need to be present to take advantage of what it's offering you because you have the rest of the day to pull you in all directions. And this is the one time where you can center and focus and detach and really find you. And if you're constantly going back to your phone, the focus is on the phone and it's pulling you out of the present. It's pulling you out of being present to what's there around you in the moment. And if you do that, and if you allow that, 
you are going to miss opportunities to become better, to be, become more powerful within yourself, to become more focused, or to even meet other new like-minded people that could benefit your world. Which is why I'm going to get back to that story of the guy and the girl I met in a minute. But I just want to focus on this fact. When you're in the gym, when you're training, when you're at the facility or out running or whatever it is you're doing, I'm going to keep using the gym because that's my my thing. But it's whatever you do, wherever you go to do that physical thing. You have the opportunity to better yourself. You have the opportunity to leave that place better than when you went in. But you cannot do that unless the focus is on you. You cannot expect to fix problems if you're not focusing on how you feel or how something's going because you're being constantly pulled to in another direction. And this is where meditation could become a thing that can help you with this. Start trying just 10 minutes meditation in the morning. There's plenty of apps and downloads. There's even stuff on Spotify that you can follow. There's an Alan Watts meditation. It's called Listen. Just type in Alan Watts Listen on Spotify. It's like 11 or 30 minutes long. It literally talks you through a meditation process. All you need to do is repeat that every morning and you will learn what it means to focus on yourself from this meditation. I know this is true because when I stopped meditating after I started it, things with me started to unravel a little bit. I'm not saying things spiraled immediately. I'm just saying that the rhythm I had began to unravel and began to fall apart. And that's what happened continually. From stopping doing the meditation, I lost that lack of self-focus. And then other things began to lose focus. Like I stopped cooking as much and started eating more ready-made food. And that made me lazy when it came to cooking, which in term... In, in term, which in time made me lazy overall because I was no longer putting in the energy to make food. So then that made me be a little negative towards making food because oh, that takes energy. It was way easier to just have that thing out of the packet. You know what I mean? I take the easy route out, but now I'm also getting less nutrition. So I'm less nutritionally balanced and also I'm being lazier. So now I'm fueling less energy and I'm also creating less energy. You see how it's getting negative on negative? So these little things, these little habits that we can develop that are good and are positive, that take energy to create and make and keep, are the things that will progress us into bigger and better things. But if we stop these small things or we stop paying attention and being grateful for the small things, it can begin to unravel. But it all starts with the small things. And one is when you're in the goddamn gym or when you're training, wherever it is, is to have to focus on you and what you're doing, that singular activity. And if you train with somebody or if you train with a team, understand that's a goddamn privilege to have other like-minded, passionate people around you that you could feed off, that you can all come, that you can come together and create energy and push each other further. The amount of times I see people training together in the gym, one guy will be doing his set, the other guy's on his phone. Then the other guy gets up off his set and gets his phone out. They barely look at each other. You should be focused on one another in those sessions. You should be looking at each other to be positively critical. Make sure when you see that person give up on a rep that they should have got, that they sit the hell back down and get that rep because they're going to do the same to you when you do it. When you try to fall short, they're going to make sure you don't. 
You're going to make sure that each other of you gets to that session even when you don't want to. Because sometimes the hardest thing is to get to the gym. I know that if I get to the gym, I know my session is going to be good. I know I'm going to come out feeling better and motivated. But sometimes the motivation to get off the sofa, to do that drive to get to the gym isn't there. But if I don't have somebody to say, where the hell are you? Get here now, which is a privilege and what you should be doing. If I don't have that, let's say we don't have that. I need to start being grateful for the fact that Jim is there rather than taking it for granted. I need to start remembering that it is a privilege to be able to get to the gym on a daily basis and to have that facility available and to be able to train. I need to be grateful for that and appreciate it and take and make use of it. Not just be, nah, it'll be there tomorrow. Because you know what? One day it might fucking not be. You don't know what's happening tomorrow. So take advantage of today. And this all comes back to what I talked about before about the fact that these these moments where you can give up or you can get going, if you get going, opportunities will present themselves. And one of those opportunities for me was this conversation with this guy. And it was after my session was done, I went over just to show him that this, you know, the scar tissue that I have kind of gets this crazy purple going after a session because of all the blood flow. You can still see under this freshly knitted skin where I created this that blister. And uh, that then developed from talking about the injuries and the rehab and his work onto, like I said, great things, the meditation. And one of the things that he left with me was this, the, the metaphor. Sorry if I'm repeating myself a little bit here. I've actually had to re-record this three times because the recording kept, kept ending on that. My cards kept filling up. I've sworn a lot in between takes. I've sworn, I've had some negativity here, but I'm determined to get this episode out. And again, it just made me think, okay, that wasn't meant to be recorded. I can do that better. So here we go. This is my, my, my attempt at better. <laughs> one of the, one of the things he left me with, one of the, well, some of the things he left me with was one was a metaphor about some of the things he, he, that had landed with him. And one was, if you think of your mind as a field and, the soil of the field is your your mind. That's your place where you can grow anything that you plant. Whatever you plant there, if you feed it and you fuel it, it will grow. You keep that soil healthy, fed, it will grow whatever you plant. The seeds you plant will flourish. But if you poison that soil, which is the negativity, if we sit in the negativity, if we allow that negativity in, and to stay, if you poison that soul, no matter what you plant, it will die. Because negativity, the poison in the soil, takes no energy to stay and manifest. But to grow something takes fuel and energy and time. And I really like that metaphor. So you need to rid the soil of the poison. You need to rid yourself of the negativity. And that can sometimes be the people around you. And that can be tough. But... Sometimes you need to be selfish and some people have dependable others depending on them and they feel they can't be selfish. But you need to understand if you aren't happy in yourself, you are not giving the best of you to those people who are depending on you. And if you're influencing those people who are dependable on you, like children, if you have a negative outlook on certain aspects, they're going to also pick up those negative outlooks. 
on those aspects. But if you can take time for yourself and find out what it is you want to do and be who you want to be, you're going to have a positive outlook on what you're doing. You're going to have a more positive energy, which you're going to pass on to those people. And the same way that you look at a problem and deal with it and overcome it, they're going to learn how to do that as well. Just like if you sit in the negativity and don't, they're going to do the same. So to be selfish is often going to better other people. And you don't need to be consistently selfish all the time. It doesn't take a lot of selfishness to become better. But you need to give yourself those selfish moments. And they only have to be moments. Just to find out, how am I doing? Where do I want to be? What's going on? What needs fixing? And if sometimes that means getting rid of people out of your life, then that's what you need to do. Because if you are surrounding yourself with negative people, who are pissing on your flames rather than helping stoke the fire and make those flames higher, then you are going to miss out on opportunities because that negativity is going to hold you back from doing what you really want to do. Those people are going to be naysayers. They're going to shit on your ideas because they don't think they're, they're smart or they don't agree with them. But if something that you want to do, if you chase it and you go out, and you, you get rid of those negative people and you get rid of, of that negativity surrounding what you want to do. And instead you focus on what it is you can do to move forward in that direction. As you move forward and you put yourself out there, the chances of you meeting like-minded people doing similar things at the same time are greater. Then you're going to make those connections with those like-minded, more positive people. And that's going to help fuel that energy. And maybe you're going to get opportunities you would otherwise have missed. Do you see what I'm saying? If you rid yourself of the negativity, you open yourself to more positive connections and more opportunities. That's why people say when you when you start to manifest things, it's not the fact that there's a wizard out there going, oh, he he believe in that a lot. I'm gonna give him some magic. Ding, there you go, brother. Nuh-uh. I don't know why the <laughs> don't know why the wizard sounds like that. That's not what it is. It's the fact that you are being more proactive in moving forward in the direction that you want to go, in the fields that you want to be in. And then the likelihood of you meeting similar people that are going to help you on that journey and help you learn, teach you things is going to be greater. Your opportunities will become more prevalent. Just like putting a ton of people under one roof called a gym is pulling you into a higher percentage of like-minded people and a greater potential for you to meet other people that are going to help you be a better you and you're going to help each other along the path that you're both aiming to be on. See what I'm saying? But if you've got your face in a phone the whole goddamn time, if you haven't got your head up, if you're not looking around, if you're not pulling energy from others around you, if you're not giving out energy to others around you, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. And... This, all this, this has come about from this simple conversation I had in the gym in a seemingly negative time. Turned out to be a great positive. And another thing that came from it was I've started a gratitude board. This is one of the things the guy told me he did that helped really turn around a lot of his negative outlooks. And that was to have a whiteboard that he just writes down at the end of the day what he was grateful for that day. And some days he said, you know, I couldn't think of anything I'd be grateful for because nothing big had happened. Then he realized It's not all these big things you should be grateful for. It's the little things. And he found out that just writing, I have a car. 
is something he should be grateful for because that car allowed him to get to his job and get to the gym. I have running water. So when he's thirsty, he can have a drink. His body is able to be hydrated and fueled because he has water available. Some people don't have a roof over the head, a warm bed, food in their belly. If you do, there's three things right there you can be grateful for. And if you start focusing on these small things that you take for granted and you start being grateful for them, you start realizing how many good things there are in your world that you were taking for granted. That in turn is going to generate a more positive outlook on your days, which in turn is going to make you feel more fired up, which in turn is going to make you want to do more and want to be better and probably lead to more opportunities because you're going to put yourself out there more. It sounds silly until you do it. Not only did I get this, this, this different angle of viewing things, but I was also given the opportunity for something new on, on a professional level. This guy's a sports therapist, a professional sports therapist, and we talked about doing some work together, which means I'm able to bring back the Worst Pain series, which originally was one of my favorite series that I started doing, but it did mean I had to fly out to Ireland to do this work. And obviously COVID absolutely smashed that down. Now I'm hoping to get back out to Ireland again to continue that, but also in the same time, I want to have that regularity and the ability to record something that's going to be not only fun, but beneficial for people. And I have now been given an opportunity for somebody who is nearby to be able to film on a regular basis to restart the Worst Pain series, where we're going to take common injuries, common ailments, all the stuff that's wrong with my body. We're going to look at it. We're going to find the problems. You're going to be able to laugh at my pain <laughs> as we work through it. And then we're going to be able to develop rehab programs for you guys suffering the same situations, same injuries. And we're going to help you guys be better at the expense of my pain. <laughs> so from all of these negative things, not only I came out from this one session with a better mindset, a feeling of just a connection with another human being, a greater energy and something that's going to benefit me on a professional level as well. All from this one moment of just being present and taking advantage of a situation. And it, it, there is no reason, there is no reason that you should miss these opportunities for the sake of negativity. Like I could have done. I could have not gone to that gym session because of the negative things that happened that day. But because I started meditating again, because I started to just put myself in a positive mindset, even just a little bit, it helped me meet this other person who then helped really stoke that fire and, not, and take a small positive outlook and charge it back up into being a really powerful mindset again. And I'm pleading with people to please do this. Be in the moment in the gym. Be present. Be focused. Be selfish for all the right reasons. And I promise you, I promise you, you'll start to see better things happening. I wrote on my, uh, my new gratitude board on there at the moment. It was four things at the end of the day I put in. One, that I'm grateful that my body is healthy and able to train even after my injury. That was one. Number two was, I'm grateful my body has stayed in shape over the past month, even though I've been lazy, actively lazy. And I put dot, 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 I will not push my luck. 
because I have the last month I've averaged maybe one or two training sessions a week. It's been bad. It's been bad. They also put on there that I, I'm grateful that I have people ringing me to bug me because when I'm trying to do something or I'm, 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 in, I'm frustrated and people ring me, I'm like, oh, stop calling me. But I should be grateful there are people wanting to connect with me and speak and talk. So in that one moment of writing down the board, I've now changed something that was annoying me to be being grateful for it. So the next time someone rings me when I'm busy, I'm not going to look at that phone and be annoyed. I'm going to look at it and be grateful. Somebody's trying to call to connect with me. And I'm lucky that I have people that want to call and connect with me. You see? This is how you start to turn things around. This is how you start to build better energy. And if you've already got, got a good energy, then put down all those great things every day that have been going well and appreciate them. Don't take them for granted. Recognize them. And I think we'll, I think, okay. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you all to just do two things. One, start meditating 10 minutes every morning. And you can literally wake up in bed. You don't have to get out of bed. Sit up, get it on your phone. Alan Watts, listen, meditation, or have a search through some meditation apps and start using them 10 minutes every morning. All you have to do. And number two, start a gratitude board, a gratitude list, a gratitude notepad. Every evening, just sit down and I want you to write down just four or five things you're grateful for. And they don't have to be big. They can be big if there are big things happening. But I also want you to recognize the small things and be grateful for them. Then I want you to just commit to doing those two things. And I, and I genuinely, I'm telling you now, it'll make a difference. It will make a difference. You have the control to take back your energy. You just have to choose to do so. So we're going to leave it there. Just like you're going to leave the shit that's happened to you in the days gone by. You're going to leave them there. We're halfway through the week. You got the rest of the week to get out there and kill it. So do it. Make the effort to do it. Leave the bad behind. Bring the good forward. We will see you in the next episode. Have a great fucking week. Toodle pit. <laughs>